Hello and welcome to the Talking Wednesday podcast. Now, this is a solo episode and this will be episode 50. How was your Christmases? Mine was really good. I got to spend time with family I haven't seen for a best part of two years now, which is strange. I got to enjoy being around my little girl and having a good Christmas and spending time with the missus and also not having very much of a Wednesday Christmas due to everything that happens. Normally the Christmas period for me is quite busy when it comes to the content wise and didn't get to do that due to everything that happened. Uh, having games called off which was strange and so normally you had that bit of time where you're going to be able to do certain bits and pieces and I didn't get to do that this year so it was really weird not having a game on boxing it really threw me and it was one of those things where I was like what do I do now I know I know what I normally do on a boxing day I watch football and there wasn't much football to watch either because there were other games getting called off left right and center and it'll be interesting in the new year because I've got a lot of things I want to do I've got some new year resolutions as well one is to get a bit better in shape and try and be a little bit more healthier because I feel like I'm not healthy at all at the minute. I feel a bit sluggish and I'd like to change and improve that. That seems to be the usual one that everyone said. So I'd like to get in shape this year. And that's the one you always see at the start of everyone's New Year's resolution, lose weight or get in shape. And yes, it's the cliche, but yes, I do. But I've also got some other bits and pieces that I want to do around the channel. And I want to redo this room out a little bit, make it look a bit better. And I've got some plans for that. But I also want to grow my podcast that I talk about, my functional neurological disorder as well, because I've got some good contacts now which could get like distributed in some very big circles and some very neat uh, niche audiences that will be nice to do as well. And I just want to grow the channel a little bit more and see if I can puff myself on some of the videos I do in how it's done and how I edit it. Because as you all know, I had the uh, computer situation with a more powerful computer. I'll be able to do a lot better stuff and puff myself a little bit more, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while. But the reason why we're doing the solo episodes, and it's very simple. It's Christmas time, it's the Christmas period, and Dex... As you all know, Dex has two jobs and he works really hard at home. And normally it would be good to see what happens and how he gets on with, with him. But he don't get much of a break. So it's nice for him to have a break as well. And he's also had he's also had the booster jab, which knocked him for six a little bit. So hopefully he starts feeling a bit better too. It knocked me for six the booster, to be fair. But yeah, that's why we're doing it. We're ha making sure each other gets a bit of a break. So when we come back, we'll be bang on form, really good going, high tempo. But also there's not been much Sheffield Wednesday content to actually talk about because we haven't had any games. And we haven't played a game for a while and during this Christmas period. So there wasn't much to talk about. But it is coming to the year at Christmas where... Uh, not Christmas, sorry, January, where transfers will be interested to see what happens, depending on what we can do, because we are under that transfer embargo situation still. So it'll be interesting to see how we can do in that. But yeah, it'll be good to see where we where we are and how we get through it. But I hope you all had a good Christmas and a happy new year as well. So I want to talk about my best player of the Punk Chef childhood era. And the worst player of the Punk Chef 40 
41 era. And we're going to start with the worst. And the worst for me was always a tough one between, and the both strikers actually, funnily enough, were Jay Bothroyd and Francis Jeffers. But for me, this one has got to go to Francis Jeffers. Um, ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. I think we paid something stupid like $2 million for him. And he 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 had this whole big thing where when he started, he was known as like the fox in the box. He was at Everton. He got his move to Arsenal. It was meant to be the next big thing. And then he went from this really weird bit where it was a new club pretty much every season. So it was Charlton, then it was Rangers, then it was back to Charlton at the end of the loan. Then he went to Blackburn. Then he got loaned out again from Blackburn to Ipswich. And then he came to us. And... We we never saw that person, that player that he could have been, the player we all thought there was, because he was known as the fox in the box. And you were all expecting to have this really good player and he'll do well. And oh, you were all hoping that that would be the player that he would have. And he, he wanted those signings, a very Sheffield Wednesday signing, to be fair where you pick up a player who looks good on paper or sounds like he can be a good player and doesn't do well, like the likes of uh, Jay Bothroyd. You think Jay Bothroyd is coming in, he'll be a great player, and you'll get something out of him. But it was a tough one to get from Franny Jeffers or to Jay Bothroyd. But it was Franny Jeffers. One of the memories that I have, which is, very, very clear to me was him uh, getting a really stupid red card for something. And it was insane how he got that red card as well, because I was just not happy with it. He just wasn't, it wasn't great. It was something I, I knew he could do better with. And it just never worked out for him at the club. And it's a shame, really, because he had that kind of, hope and we're all hoping we're going to put it on him but after he left Wednesday in uh, 2010 he went to Sydney he went to Newcastle United Jet then he went to Motherwell didn't do well at Motherwell then he was without a club again it went back to Newcastle uh, left Newcastle went to Florian then went to Florian then went to Accrington Stanley and then he retired in 2013 at Accrington Stanley and he didn't really like the world world apart. It was just a weird one. It was a sign that I thought he was going to be a very good signing. And it never turned out. He was just one of those ones that could have been a good signing. And it was such a shame that that never worked out on a Wednesday point of view. Because I think if that had worked out, we would have been interested to see how he would have played, how we would have got people going. But... It was one of those ones as per in a Sheffield Wednesday way. It didn't work out, never saw the best of him. And it was a shame because it would have been nice to see what that player could have done. Because at times you were thinking, this, this is it. It's going to be the great player. And we never saw it, really. Now we're going on to my best player that I like. And for me, it's it Carboni. Carboni was an excellent talent. He really was. He was really such a good player. And he came from Inter back in the day in October 1996, Inter, when we were signing players of good pedigree and stuff like that. 
And it, oh, he, he was a magician on the ball. He could do things that you wouldn't expect players to do. He had a jinking run. He could run at people. He could hit a ball really well. He could absolutely smash a ball. And you'd be like, where the hell did that come from? But you'd enjoy that shot as well because it's just one of those situations where he was just an incredible talent. Some of the goals he could go out of nothing were just amazing. I, I, the iconic orange kit, um, him in those things, when we got the Canio, was like, oh, this is going to be really good fun. But it was also at the time when when they were starting to have that little mini decline as well. And this is when we saw, really saw the best bits of Wednesday start to crumble a little bit. But he was such a good player. He could hit, like they could hit a ball. And he would get you off assets. You He get the ball, you see him run, you start getting off your seat and be be like, is this going to be the moment we're going to see something special? And my God, we saw a lot of special moments from Carboni. It's just a shame when he left, he went to Bradford because um, we we got relegated. He wasn't going to play in the what is now the championship. Um, went to, went to Bradford, played a season at Bradford, then went to Middlesbrough, played a season at Middlesbrough, and then went back to Italy. But again, after Wednesday, he was another player that had pretty much a new club every season. So he played at Palmer, then he went to Cantazar, and then he went to Vicenza, then he went to Sydney FC, left Sydney FC, went back to Italy, and then he retired in 2010 which I do believe he's currently managing. He's 50, but he was such a good... Ah, there you go. He's an assistant manager as Azerbaijan, but he was such a good player. He was someone who could really get you off your feet and get you really into a game and make you interested how we would play. And it was that kind of thing. When him and Di Canio were on song, they were incredible. They were really good. But yeah, he was one of the players you, just could, you got excited with. And when the Canio and him were on song, it was such a good link-up play. And they play some very good football. And it was always good to watch and see how the players developed. But he was one that I absolutely loved watching. So Hubdub in the community section asks, if we get promoted, which players are staying and which would you want to see leave? And same question again, but if you if we don't get promoted. So, in terms of players, I would like to see us leave if we don't go up. For me, Salaso, I haven't seen enough of him. I really would love to see him come good, but it's just not worked. I don't know what's happened or why it's not happened, but he just doesn't seem up to it. He, it's not there. I, I'm hoping he'll have a good second half of the season. But I could be wrong. I I think Mass will go at the end of the season if we go up. I just, I think he's just he, he's level is going to be leave one, and the injury situation doesn't help. And he's twenty nine. One of the things I got with us, we have a very aging squad at the minute, and we need to start cutting back some of the squad and start getting building ready for the future. You see that in the sense of Dennis Adarian and Deli Basharu. 
I'm knackered their names up. So Sido for me can go as well. I don't think he's been good enough. There's not many that I see leaving to be fair, because if we go up, it's going to be another season where we have another complete rebuild again to a point, not massively so, but you're going to need another semi mini rebuild to go up. I'd like to see us, if we got promoters, possibly give Bailey another season with us and see him play uh, in the championship. Might <coughs> might be something that they, they Burnley, want to see him do, see if he can do it in another level. Um, I want Shay Dunkley to sign a new contract. I think he's earned it. He looks really good. And... Um, Patterson as well, I'd like to see Patterson because he's showing how good he is. And Theo's another one I'd like to see if we went out. Could there be a possibility of getting a deal for him just to see how he could do and see how he would play. Now, if we stayed in League One, some of these I keep. So, say, um, say I'd, I'd say to try and keep most of the players if we can. I think someone like Josh Windaff might go. And... Callum Patterson might go. Then you've got people like Joe Byers, maybe he's not really for it. The thing is, if we stay in this league, we have to try and convince the players to stay. And this is the hard part. There's a lot who are on good deals and good who just signed new contracts. But there's a lot who are out of contract in the summer. So like Shay Dunkley at the moment, that could be one where you go, well, he's going kind of thing because... He don't want to play League One this season. He might get an opportunity to play up in the championship again. And that would be really good to see where he could play in the championship. Marvin Johnson's another one of those ones where you could be like, well, I'm 31. Do I want to do another season in League One? Maybe. Or to me, Marvin Johnson's been really good, to be fair. He's had some really good games and he's really shown that he's a adaptable and capable of moving in. Uh, Adi Owen is one that I'd like to see ship out. I think we've got to, either if we've got the young players in, they need to start playing for us and seeing what they can do and go from there. Because at the moment, there are the situation where you do not know where this team is going to be next year kind of thing, because it's a weird squad this year with how many players we've got injured and who are having to like learn how to play a new position. And we've got a lot of youngsters on loan, like the Gavlin on loan. There's Alex Hunt. Will Alex Hunt come back and be ready to play week in, week out? And I'd like to see him be that player who comes back and plays week in, week out because he's a very talented player. But it's that whole situation, we need to start seeing the do it. The War Docs out on loan. There's Hagen. Hagen's out alone, so it'll be nice to see what Hagen does and how he plays. Um, and there's a good youth academy of player coming through at the minute, and it's good to see us getting the progression of some of these young players through and seeing how they do. But it will be interesting one because League One, we would know what we would need to get, and it would also be interesting to see if Darren Moore was still there. At the end of it, are we going to be at that situation where Chancery goes, well, you never got us up. Your remit was to get us up. You're not getting us up. So why, why am I going to keep you? But for me, even if we don't go up, Darren Moore still got to stay. 
It's about progression now. It's about keeping a balanced squad and keeping that consistency. If you know you're going to have a man there, kind of thing, who's going to be ruddering the ship and trying to get us going, because he is. Look at what we've done so far. We, at the time of recording this, we're 12 unbeaten. And if we can keep that going, he's making us hard to beat at the moment. And it's interesting to see how he's getting us to play. And we're playing some really good football under him at times. All we're missing is that clinical goal scorer. So let's see what happens. But if we get promoted, it'll be very interesting to see who we can bring in. And if we don't get promoted, they go for if we get promoted and don't get promoted. Are we still under a transfer embargo? Was it just a two-season one? If that's the case, it could be very interesting how we might be able to do a bit more in League One than we did this season if we're allowed to fend because it could be interesting to see who we might be able to go to who might be at that whole situation where they're in League One and they're ready to step up to that next level of playing for a big club in front of big crowds week in, week out. And that is something you can say about Wednesday. We do have that big crowd mentality where we can try and enhance, enhance someone to come to the club with how they are and how they will play and hoping they know that this is this is it, standing at the cop, screaming your name. It's the whole Gary Megson feel. If you remember what Gary Megson used to say, Gary Megson used to take the players to the back of the cop, say, think of what it'll be like if they start saying your name, chanting your name, and that's how he got players to come on board and play for us. And it was always interesting to see how we do. And so, yeah, thank you for your for your question. Uh, really good. It's, it's interesting when you start thinking about that, you have to start thinking about different things. So let's look at to the next half of the season. So let's have a look at what games we've got. Let's see where we're going to get points, where we're going to have difficult months in. Because the one thing we've got is, which is a bit of a bonus, we have no cup games now. So every single game is focused on the league. So this is where we're going to be able to do it. Um, so let's see what we can do for this because I I think we could do quite well if we get the right players and keep this run going. Let's just remember this run is really important for us if we can get there and keep it going. So we got in January, we got Plymouth, Oxford and Ipswich. Now, these are hard, hard games considering where they are in the table, they are promotion candidates, and they're, they're pushing. They really are. And the Ipswich situation is an interesting one as well, because their new manager, is he going to get a good start? So we'll start with the, uh, with the Plymouth game. So Plymouth will be very hard. This will be the third time this season we have played them. It's getting... Annoying playing them. They're up and around it. They're looking, still looking decent after Ryan Lowe's gone. And they don't look like they've missed a beat at all. They're still playing at that intensity of winning. Yes, they had a little blip, but they are back in it. And we're going to have to be careful about this because they've banked us twice this season, 3 0. And one of them was in the cup. But we're going to have to be on our A game when we play them. 
because they look a really good threat. And I am very interested to see how this team will adapt and cope to how they play, how they go forward, how they have in the transfer window. Are they going to have a situation where Ryan Lowe might take some players to Preston? I don't know. That is going to be a very hard game for me. That is going to be really, really difficult. And um, that's a home game as well. So it'll be the second time they've played us at home. After that, we've then got Oxford, who are up there and around it. They're playing some good football. They're in the playoff positions. They're looking pretty good and they're looking solid. Carl Robinson has got them playing some really good football. And they're a team, if they go on a bit of a run like they did last season, which got them into the playoffs, they could cause a lot of issues. And for them to get playoffs again is huge for them because it shows the progression that they're going. And they, they're only probably a couple of players short. So January, they could strengthen big style and see what they can do. So the next game in January is Ipswich. Now, this is an interesting one. This goes two ways. It all depends on how well they do under their new ma manager who come from uh, the, the Manchester United Academy lot. I think it's McKenna. And... If they get this right, they could and they go on a run for the playoffs, it could be interesting to see how they do. He's got a lot of players that might have started to gel now under Cook, but now it's a new manager, new tactics, new situations. It'll be interesting to see how they push on in this next little bit of the season because a team, any team that's from, I say, about... 11th place onwards and pushes and has a good run is a could do it but it's an outside chance from 11th if they have a push any team from 9th to top is the one where you're thinking right what's going to happen who's going to do what so february is a very busy month we've got morecambe at home and morecambe at one point they were looking really good in the season they were up there they looked like they'd Fitted to League One football really well, and they looked like they, they, they looked, <coughs> they looked comfortable. They really did look comfortable. They looked like they were a team that knew what they were doing, and they looked really good. If they don't have Cole Stockton, they don't go. And if he doesn't go, they're in trouble, and that's their problem at the moment. They're not going enough, and. Yeah, they beat us, uh, but we had so many chances in that game to put to bed, and we never did. And they could be, they could be quite difficult. They, they could be quite difficult if they turn up on their A game. But we need to use that crowd behind us. You've got to remember, a team like Morecambe, the games against us will always feel like they're cup finals. And I don't want to make that sound condescending. But it's just how it is. The, those kind of teams turn up against the likes of a Wednesday, a Sunderland, a Portsmouth. They just do it. It's how their man mentality is. They turn up and play, try and outplay that team. So if we can do well in that game in February, we'd nice to see if we could get all three points. We then got Burton, who they're a good team. Uh, they're a good mid-table team for me. We if we can play play well and 
the defense is solid, we should be okay against Burton. Burton's one of the ones where it's the team, it's one of the teams where, like Morecambe, where we shouldn't have a problem on paper, but then we do. If we can get rid of some of the defensive frailties that we've had a little bit this season, it'll be good to see. But Burton will be a tough, tough game. Uh, they, they're set up quite well and they play some good football. Then we've got two home games on the bounce, which I think are going to be crucial for the uh, season. I think these two games, as the second half of the season, are going to be absolutely crucial to see where we come in the end of season. So we've got Wigan at home who are in the playoff positions as it stand and just they they look good. They look very good. They've got players who can score. Will Keane, remember when we had him, didn't do much. He's doing well at Wigan. He looks really comfortable. They play some really good attacking football. They gelled quickly and they can just get, they just a team want their set up and they get going at you. They're good. It is a team we did beat though. Um, I was surprised that we beat them. I really was. I thought this was going to be a game where we were going to struggle and it's like, oh yeah, we're not going to do it. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how we do in that game because I think with how they're playing, they're going to not want to take their foot off the gas. They want to keep going and push on. Then. It, it's a tough one because it, it's a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. It's a Tuesday. It's it's all midweek fixtures. So it's a Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday uh, situation in February where it's a lot of games. So we're going to need the likes of the author back, Hutch back, because we don't have that cover at the minute. And if we've got something coming in January, say a defender or someone to help with that squad depth, because that is where we really struggle at the minute is squad depth, uh, we're going to need it. The next game we've got after that is Rotherham. Rotherham are top of the table, and they just look really good. They come into League One. They know League One really well. They, they're that team that's always set up really well for League One, but they can never quite do it at the Championship. They are that yo-yo team that West Brom are in the Championship. And it's one of those situations. If they can get a good squad together in the Championship, and stay up, they probably stay up for a while, personally. Because in League One, Paul Warren knows this team. He knows how to play this thing. He's got them running through brick walls already. They look absolutely solid and you're like come on let's see what they can do and it's that really strange one where I'm I want to see us put up a performance against them and do and because we did well against them but I really want to see how we do because it'll be a good test that that February is probably the month where I'm not looking forward to the most because it is packed with some very, very difficult games. Um, it's going to be very difficult and we got, we got to play well and they got, we got to come at them and they're, they're the ones that they'll be up there as they always are. But we have got to play well in that game against Rotherham because it'll be a struggle. So after that, we got Donny. So we got two South Yorkshire derbies on the trot. Now, 
Gary McCheckley has been named as their manager now, but they look in a really bad position at the moment. Bottom of the league, they, as, as I'm recording this, they need to pick up wins fast, and they could, they could in theory be gone, but they need to start changing it around ASAP. Uh, we did well to beat them when they were at our place. If we can knock their confidence a little bit and play against them, they need they need a change. They they need a change. Uh, they need to try and see what they can do. It will be a tough one for Donny, I think, because they, they look down already, and by this point, they could be out of it completely. Uh, come February time, uh, I don't I don't have much hope for them. <coughs> um, just because of how they are at the minute, I really I really struggle to see how they're gonna do um because i i i worry for them because they they need to make things change quick and it's not happening for them at the moment and it's gonna be a tough one for them i think when it comes to when all these games start coming thick and fast we then got fleetwood away and for a lot of people this will be some uh well nearly for everyone actually unless you've been there before it'll be ticking off some grounds off your list hybrid staging it's away fleetwood also are not in a great position at the minute they're in 19th uh they they got a new manager as well in steven craney uh he's been appointed kind of thing and it's one of those things where you're looking at it where can they get out of their situation. On their day, they can be a very good team. They gave us a very good game at our place, actually. They really did, and we did struggle against them. But February's looking like one of those months where we're going to have some really tough, tough game coming up. Just in February alone, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games to do. And these are going to be some really tough games, and there's some teams that are in there that are looking to go up and then the teams that are there that are near the foot or near the foot or near the bottom of the table who are going to be fighting for their lives and we're going to see teams come out who are going to be quite crappy and quite interesting how they play after that we've got a home game against Charlton Athletic played them first game of the season Jackson is now their manager they've had a bit of a roller coaster of a season to be fair um, they started with Atkins. It didn't pan out how they wanted to. A team I thought who were going to do quite well as in the table. As of recording this, they currently sit 12th. So he's done really well. He clawed a lot of points back. And it'll be interesting to see what that is. But I think the month that's going to be the hardest for us is that February. February is going to be a tough month just from what you can hear from who we've got and how teams in there who are going to be fighting for the promotions and who are going to be scrapping for the possibility of getting uh, staying in the league. And those kind of teams are always interesting because they're scrappy. They're scrappy teams and when you've got scrappy teams who are fighting for it, it's always interesting to see how they do. After that, we have got Lincoln. Lincoln away, and 
Lincoln are a weird one because I thought they would have a better season than what they're having. They're in 20th, so they're grappling as well. So there's a lot of teams that are near the bottom that we go play, and that's a bit of a worry because these are the teams that we sometimes don't turn up for, and that mentality need to change. That mentality need to change quickly. The Portsmouth game was a classic example of a team where they're near us, uh, the big, and we do quite well. But we have up this season dropped a lot of points against teams who on paper we should be beating or teams where you think, yeah, you can get a point there. And we've just misguided guided how they are and how they play. And going into March with Lincoln, that's going to be a tough game. We then got Cambridge, who again are going to be fighting for staying, staying in this division. I think they're going to be, they'll have enough to stay up, to be fair. At the moment, they're on 26 points. And I think by March, I think they'll stay up. They gave us a hell of a game at their place. They're compact. They know what they're doing. They put crosses in. They attack well. They they set up well. And I think Cambridge could be a quite a interesting game for us because especially at home but again it's another one of these teams who will come here and treat it like their cup final we got Gillingham after that and they're not looking good they look in a really really dangerous position where they are at the minute uh, as of recording this but that could all change come the end of the season if they can get moving there is talk that uh, Steve Evans job isn't safe at Gillingham, the talk that there could be a change there at some point, but don't know if that how true that is. The fans are starting to get a little bit itchy with how it's all going as well. So it would be interesting to see how the team get on and how they do there because a change in manager could be massive for them. Just, to, just for the confidence thing, and it could get them out of it. And then the last game in March is Cheltenham Town. They're in 14th place as it stands. They're on 28 points. They've done well coming up from League 2. They look solid. They gave us a great, great good game at their place. Uh, we, If we held on and did better defending, we could have won that game. Compact team, they know they know what they're doing, and I think, I think they'll be safe this season. Uh, and then we're getting into April where we got to try and see how we do it, the last, the last remaining games. Luckily for us, it's an interesting one with how many games we've got. So hang on, one, two, three, three away games in this. So the first away game is, no, the first home game even, is AFC Wimbledon. And we... If we can have the defensive that we've had recently and how we played and how we're doing with it, we look a little a lot solid in defense recently. And hopefully that improved and continues to this point where we're pushing up around it. They they are a good team. The like you've got you've got Wimbledon, then you've got Bolton, and Bolton Bolton just done their own kind of thing. They were doing really well, they lost their captain and in the set and then again before they played us they gave us this was the whole thing we're one of the best teams in league one and it kind of gave us the team talk that we needed and stuff so in that sense it'll be interesting how we do at bolton then we got mk we all remember the mk game from the hillbrook stunning strike from twine for them 
And it'll be interesting to see if some of these teams up and around it also keep their strikers because there's a lot of teams in the championship who need strikers at the minute. And it'll be interesting to see who stays and who doesn't. With the transfer window being open, it will be interesting to see who still got some of them. Got Twine, I will hazard a guess, is being looked at by some championship teams. With them, as of recording, being quite high up in the playoff situation, they're, they're in seventh place, so that could be really interesting to see how situation change and stuff. We've then got Wickham away. We all know what Wickham are like. They'll have they'll knock it up to Ekenfen while in the second half to slow time. Good team. Um, always thought they'd be up and around it at the end of the season, and it's looking it's looking so far they're going to be there or thereabouts. And it's about seeing what what we can do with them and how we can match ourselves against them. There are times where we play certain teams where you're like, we should have got something. And Wickham are just one of those teams where if we were a bit more <coughs> switched on, we wouldn't have got the result we did against them because the free kick that they got was superb, let's be honest. But it was another one of those games where if we were a bit more switched on, not give that free kick away, be a little bit smarter with how we play, we probably end up getting all three points from that game because we looked really, really good. We looked we looked solid. And the last game of the season will be Portsmouth at home. Now, a lot of people are talking about this at the start of the season. This could be one of those games where it could be one of the team could be the team that has it for promotion and still could be as of recording with where they both both the teams are. When we played them at Fratton Park, we looked absolutely, I wouldn't say awful, but we didn't look great in front of goal. We looked a bit sloppy, but to come out of that game, we're going down to 10 men and losing Luongo like we did. We did well to get the result and see and get the point. Now, last game of the season, it could be all to play for whoever's looking at the table. Depending on where the table is, this could be a very important game to see who gets into playoffs and who doesn't. I'm, I'm not going to say that going up automatically isn't a thing we can't do because we can, but the teams above us have to crumble and we have to take advantage on some of the games we've got. And that's the thing you can't do with Wednesday this season because we're not that team that can do that and take advantage. So they could be very interesting to see where teams end up and how we go. Like I said, January for some of these teams could be make or break if they can keep players and if some can strengthen. I think if some players can get kept at teams, they'll look solid and they'll look good. But if some teams can't keep their players, they could have issues there and then looking for replacements. So, yeah, I'm... Like I said, the the month I think is going to be difficult for us is February. I just think that's a lot of games. And have we got the squad for it? Probably not. We're going to have to do a lot of rotation. We're going to have to play smart as well. But yeah, I personally think that's where it could be an interesting second half of the season. But this has been Talking Wednesday Podcast. Thank you for watching. And as always... Keep watching on Talking Wednesday. See ya.